Leonard Lee here, host of Say Yes and Become, and I am excited to tell you about Papa's Roast Coffee, our sponsor in 2024. Papa's Roast Coffee is a single origin coffee roasted on the northern coast of Oregon, and it is done by our friends Dean and Debbie Christ. I want to tell you a little bit about it because for those of you who are on the go and you want just a single K-cup, you can get K-cups from Dean and Debbie's Papa's Roast. If you want a classic or if you want dark roast, if you want to put gift boxes together, they have all of that. So go to www.papasroast.com and order some today. Hey, let's get to the conversation now. Welcome to Say Yes and Become. I'm your host, Leonard Lee, and I am thrilled to have a friend of mine on this podcast. Uh, This person we met at church, and uh, I stand out in front of our church every week uh, that I'm there, and I say, welcome. We're so glad you're here to Crosspoint. Welcome. And she and her husband came up, and we just struck up a small conversation, and over time, a friendship has been growing. Uh, Her name is Olivia Fairbaugh. And uh, I'll let you tell her any other names that uh, she wants to share with you. But Olivia, I am so glad you're here. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. It's such an honor to be on here with you. Well, we're going to have some fun today. I hope you don't mind talking about yourself and a little bit about uh, your story. Um, Here's what I want to do. I want to just begin with this. Olivia, tell us what you want us to know about you so that uh, those people listening can say, all right, I know I know who he's talking about. She sounds nice, but is she really? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. I like it. Well, my name is Olivia Farabaugh. I am a singer-songwriter originally from Pennsylvania, now living in the Nashville area. Shout out to Pennsylvania, right? Woo-woo! I'm originally from Palmyra, right next to Hershey, but no one knows Palmyra, but everyone knows Hershey. So if you've eaten the chocolate, you've eaten my, basically my hometown. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) So I um, moved to Nashville feeling that God was having me move here to pursue a dream in country music. And he has just been really working on my heart and showing and revealing to me that he has a different reason that he brought me to Nashville and to spread his love and light through my music. So it has been such an adventure. uh, And I know we'll get into so much more because there's so many different nuances and how God's been moving in the last two years. But I'm just excited to be able to to talk with you about it. I am thrilled that you are here. I'm glad we get to talk about you being playing the oboe and the bassoon. Uh, Those two instruments really are great for country music and <laughs> those are those are probably not the instruments you play i see the pink guitar behind you so i really should learn those though that oh, would be i think good. you should i would think that would really add to my sound and make it very unique what's that what's that didgeridoo they play in uh, australia i think you should learn that <laughs> i'll use i'll uh youtube that after there you uh, go didgeridoo <laughs> there you uh there you go we had a guy in our worship team who made one and played it on some sundays and it was just kind of cool it was what? just uh, our uh it was just fun because our worship team was so good but we just were eccentric uh and yeah. i i was just a senior pastor so i stayed out of the way um but it was just a lot of fun stuff um, Olivia, our podcast is called Say Yes and Become, 
And uh, we believe the two most important yeses that we can say to God is, yes, I will be your friend. I'll be close to you. And yes, I will join you in what you want done in this world. And so I'm going to ask you our big giant opening question. What are some significant yeses that you have said to God in your lifetime? There has been so many moments that I look back and think, man, if I didn't say yes, my whole life would be completely different. Mm. And I think that first one would be moving to Nashville. And he had put that on my heart for years. Mm. And always his timing is right because I needed to meet my husband and I needed to get married and do all these other things um, that he needed me to do and show me before moving here. But I think that was probably one of the most significant, terrifying things that I had Mm. done. And then probably the second one would be answering his call to completely shift my music career and the genre that I was thinking that I was supposed to be pursuing and I was pursuing for 10 years. And so I, I think that was also probably the biggest significant yes that I have had with the Lord and where he was so kind and to be so vocal in different ways, like through his scripture, through nature, through other people, through experiences and it's so cool to be able to get to know him deeper and deeper in all the ways his his communication is endless. Like he's always trying to communicate with us. It's if we just have the eyes to see it. And that's what I've really come to learn these last two years of really sitting with him and diving into his word is how much he's alive and he's working. Like it's not just, oh, this is the God of the Bible. And he did all this stuff then. It's like, no, he's doing all this stuff. Like still that Bible is so incredible because we get to be encouraged by all those stories, but he's still the same God doing the same thing. And so that's what I've really loved about saying yes to him because it's just completely changed my life in amazing ways. I love that. And this idea just came to me while we're sitting here talking. Um, Anytime you say something that I think sounds like a song, I'm like, wait, wait, wait. There's a song in that. And uh, when you said his communication is endless, uh, oh my word, that is a song that there are so many ways in which God speaks to us. And uh, I love that. So I'll expect that song. No credits necessary for me. Um, (laughs) Let me know your PRL. I'll make sure you get some song credits. (laughs) There we go. There we go. But I thought, okay, we're going to, it's not a drinking game. It's a song game. So when you say something, oh no, there's a song in that. Uh, I have a friend who's in Nashville and uh, she has her grandfather's guitar. And uh, I keep telling her, I said, you got to write it. You got to write a song about granddaddy's guitar. Yeah, because there are stories that that thing is told. I was just about to say that. Yes, there's probably so much that that guitar has told. I love that. So, so that that's going to be our game while we while we have our conversation. And so God says to you, "I want you to move to Nashville. Uh, I want you to change the genre of which you were pursuing from country music to uh, I'm going to assume a singer songwriter of Christian." uh, and, uh, faith-based music, right? Yes. And, and, uh, so you said he spoke to you through nature, through his word, through all the, give, how do he speak to you through nature? I think somebody wants to hear that. Okay. This story 
I love this so much because this like really opened my eyes to how much he communicates. So it all started whenever he first started putting this on my heart really strong. So I was playing a weekly gig at a bar and everything made sense about it. Everything made sense. It was, I got great tips. It wasn't too long of a set where it was blowing my voice out. It was a great stage, great production quality. Like everything was great. And every time I played there more and more, I felt this feeling of disobedience. Like mm. it was weird, like it was deep in my gut and I had never felt that playing music. But every time I would then like play, I'd always say, I'll sneak you in God. Like I'll, I'll sneak in a Christian song. Or I'll sneak in a message about you. And he was telling me more boldly, I'm not to be snuck in, but I would <laughs> still do that. That was like my, like, oh, I'm still sneaking you in. I'm still talking about you more. So every time I talk about him, then I was like, that felt really good. Like it was just this feeling of disobedience, but then this feels good when I speak about you. Yeah. And so I started really, really strong every time I played. I'm like, I'm not supposed to be here anymore. And I <laughs> went to the beach with my husband's family. And this was during our sermon series in church of Here Be Dragons. Mm. And so I was talking about like the medieval times for everyone who wasn't in that sermon series with us. It was in medieval times, the um, people who would make the maps they would put a dragon where they hadn't explored yet because it was yeah. terrifying. Like, right. surely this is a terrifying place. Don't go there because we've never explored it. So it would say, here be dragons on the maps where they hadn't explored yet. And so it spoke to me, all those messages, every single Sunday in that sermon series spoke to me so much because it felt this super unknown place that I was being called to. Yeah. And then dragons started popping up everywhere. I was praying to God. I, I had this really tough conversation with my dad. My dad is the sweetest, most supportive. Shout out to my parents because they have been so supportive of me throughout everything. And so I had just told my dad, like, hey, I'm really feeling called to like quit this gig. And I don't have anything lined up. And that is a financial income for us. Like it was this super scary thing. And I told my dad mm. this and he's like, Hey, like this is scary. It was scary for him to hear his daughter saying this. Cause it didn't make sense really. And so I, I had just dropped him off at the airport. I was driving back and I was praying and just crying. I'm like, Lord, I feel like I'm letting my family down because mm. they've been supporting me so much. Like, I just feel like all these feelings and I'm like, I need you to be really clear with me that you want me to not do this because this doesn't make sense. And I look up and it says on this billboard for the Nashville Zoo, it says dragons are here. And I'm hmm. like, you're kidding me. So that was the first glimpse of like God using this here we dragon series. Yeah. And then it is everywhere. We went to the beach and it like dragons, like I'm like, Wait, who, who has dragon things? I was literally walking on the beach. I was having a really bad day because I was wrestling with this. Like all week we were at the beach. And I was like, I just need to go to the beach by myself. And so I sat there in the chair and I started getting bit by these flies. I'm like, what the heck? There's no one else around me, but I'm getting bit by flies. So I got up. I'm, I'm going to go for a walk. I start listening to like Lauren Daigle's new album. Love yep. it. Kaleidoscope Jesus about all the ways that God communicates and how he speaks and he's so different with each person and I was like oh I love this song and I walk up to a boogie board 
that washed up onto the beach. And I had been wanting to get a cheap boogie board just to float on in the ocean. So I walk up to it, I flip it over and there's a dragon on it. And I'm like, you're kidding me. (laughs) I was just dying. I'm like, Lord, you are so good. Like, I know it could have been anything else. Like there could have been a starfish on that boogie board. But like, I know that was you. Like you've been using this just time after time of how he just continued to use just different signs in nature. Because I I thought to myself, if those flies never bit me, I never would have went on a walk. And I felt so much peace after seeing that and I knew like that was a solidifying moment I knew and actually after that I decided I'm gonna get baptized and like this is this this is the start because something needs to change God's calling me to change and the only thing that's holding me back is myself from this adventure that God Mm -hmm. has but it's unknown and it's terrifying (laughs) so it was a really beautiful um way that God spoke that I never experienced before Oh gosh, I love that. Um, by the way, uh, you used the phrase "always talking." That's another song, just in case we're keeping track. Okay. Um, <clears throat> uh, when you got baptized, um, uh, I don't know if you know this about baptism. We tend to, in the church, treat it as though it's an outward sign of an inward faith, and it's true. It's my way of saying out loud, "This is what God has done in me: buried with Christ, risen to walk in a new life." Um, but what we fail to understand or we don't teach as often is that uh, Jesus's baptism launched his mission. And when he was baptized, he went in that water. And when he came out, somehow the father in heaven pulled the curtain of heaven apart and stuck his head out and said, that's my son whom I love. And I'm pleased with him. And from that moment on, everything in Jesus's life was either because of that or an attack on that. And when God opened, uh, when you came out of the water, I'm going to assume that there was a clarity that, uh, that you had that uh, had much, much to do with your friendship with God. That's my girl. And I love her and I'm pleased with her. Watch what she does now. Uh, mm. And I, I kind of I kind of see that. I don't know. Maybe I'm putting words in your mouth. I love that. No, actually. So even the baptism was just such an incredible experience for so many reasons. Um, obviously, it was for me. I wanted to, again, have that the outward symbol, all that stuff. But I wanted this to be like this is marking the change in me. This is marking, this is who I want to become. And I want to, I want to become who you want me to become. Like, I'm tired of doing this on my own. I'm tired of trying to make my way the way that you want and not actually being in partnership with you and communication with Uh you. And so the morning of, because I'm like, I know this is a significant thing that I'm doing today. So the morning of the baptism, I was feeling a little bit anxious. And so I decided to go into the Bible and just read all the stories of like everything that had to do with baptism. <laughs> I just looked yeah. up, you know, looked at all the things, all the stories. And Joshua 1 9 ended up coming up in my Google search mm-hmm. as I was like looking for journals and stuff. So it, it randomly just popped into my head that morning. And so I looked it up and I'm like, you know what? I want to write that on my hand because I want something that's going to center me all day today, like be strong and courageous. Mm-hmm. Like, Lord, that's what I need. 
it. I, I want to do, I know that you're going to be with me and I need that reminder. And so I wrote it on my hand on the way to church and pastor Kevin Queen ends up preaching on that verse that mm. day. Yeah. And I remember the moment that it came up on the screen and I looked at my hand and Caden looks at me, grabs my hand, looks at my <laughs> hand, like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> what is going on right now? It was so solidifying to me, though, that God's like, you're doing what you need to do. And that's where I think growing up, I grew up in the church and I just didn't know the significance of like memorizing scripture and really being mm. in the to be completely honest and transparent, I thought whenever I would hear people like, you know, spout off scripture, like this is so-and-so, I kind of felt like, like, are you just showing off? Like, you know, like, you know, scripture so well, like you're just showing off. Like that's kind of what I had in my head, like growing up when I right. would see that. And I didn't know how significant it is whenever we're in his word. Like what's the, what, what's the one scripture that says he's going to send his word out and it's never going to be returned empty mm -hmm. without fulfilling what he needs it to do. I'd and, tell you, but then you might think bad of me. <laughs> now that I've just put that judgment <laughs> out on the table, do you know this scripture? <laughs> no, I have never heard that one before. Never once. I am in self-protection <laughs> mode. <laughs> this is no longer a safe space. Right? <laughs> Hold on, center, center. There we go. Okay, we're back. We're back. We're back. But so I just, I realized like God's been really revealing a lot of things that were false judgments that I've cast out, like in, in this time of really seeking him. Like he's like, no, you, this is how you thought that it was, but it's really not. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's not how it is. And so that's been humbling too for him to do that work. Uh, on myself and in really seeing where my mind's been at where uh, my perspective of having mm. a relationship with him was and so yeah the the uh there's a beauty coming out of your story by the way uh ding 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 the change in me is also another song waiting to be written because it's a storyteller just throwing it out there i'm writing these down you'll get them all are you okay i was gonna yeah. say so i need to I need to make sure that I have a list of Because <laughs> if you ask me later, I'll say, I have no idea what I said. <laughs> um, but you're telling this story and it's a fun story because, uh, I and we'll get to this. I know that you've had some difficulty uh, and God has stepped in in a very real way. And I think they connect, but what you're talking about and you're describing is a loving father saying to his daughter, Olivia, I have something for you. Just keep leaning in and listening, and I will be faithful to tell you. I will be faithful to tell you. And um, I, I, uh, you're part of a reading group that, um, that I send out notes a few times a week, and we're having fun with that. Um, but one of the notes that I think I sent out last week or the week before, it all runs together, um, was that there is a difference between believing in God and believing God. Yes. You know, I believe in God. I know he lives. I know he exists. I believe in him. But there's something personal about believing him. I believe you. You say you love me. I believe you. Uh, you say that I have a calling. I believe you. You say you're sufficient. I believe you. 
And Olivia, I don't know if you know this or not, but you're literally describing that kind of friendship with God. Uh, you're saying, I believe him. Uh, I believe what he says. And, and you're testing it just like anybody would. God, speak to me. I'm open. But uh, there's a beauty in that. So now you see a dragon on a boogie board. Uh, you get baptized. You come out of the water. God has spoken to you. You have immersed yourself and are continuing to immerse yourself in the word and to learn and to connect with him. What's beginning to happen next? So all the while this was all happening, a little bit of a backstory, even before we moved to Nashville. So in 2016, my husband and I, we lived in a house that had black mold that we didn't know about. Mm. So we lived there for two years and he was fine, but my health just completely just went down the drain and no one could explain it. It was always very confusing. My blood work came back fine. I was young and healthy is what the doctors always said, but I felt like every day I was getting the flu and mm. I couldn't kick infections. I ended up getting my tonsils out, ad noise. I got sinus surgery. There was just so much. I had a pick line for antibiotics. The infectious disease doctor told me that if the pick line doesn't work, we really don't know where else to go. And it didn't. It actually gave me a blood clot that no one mm -hmm. could explain. Like there was all these things that were happening. And meanwhile, I felt like a little resentful to God because I'm like, everyone says that your 20s, your early 20s is like the best years of your life. Like live it up, all, like all these things. And I was like, Lord, but I can't even get through the day without taking multiple naps. Mm -hmm. And so honestly, that's what really kind of stripped me down to find him. He he kind of he took everything else away because I think that he knew if I was in this like prime of my life and everyone's telling me, I had influences telling me that you need to go out and do this and do this, but that wasn't the way that God wanted me to go. And so I almost think looking back now at that point, like it was an act of protection, but mm. also showing things in that time, but I couldn't see it when I was in it. And so we ended up, I got properly diagnosed in November of 2020 with chronic inflammatory response syndrome. It's called SIRS for short. So 24% of people have a gene that can lay dormant in your body your entire life uh, until the perfect storm of toxin exposure. So for that, for me, that was that house. And so then the body can't process toxins like it normally should, and they recirculate and cause a wide range of symptoms. And so that's what makes it so hard to diagnose too. And so I got in the proper treatment protocol. It helped me live a generally normal life, heavily dependent on medications, mm -hmm. but I was able to get through the day, but I also had to monitor my exposure. So if I would go into a building that would have toxins or I've had water damage, my symptoms could come back within five minutes or mm -hmm. within an hour. Sometimes it, depending on what type of toxin and how much, I would then feel it the next day. And so it was really interesting to have this calling on my life where I felt like God wanted me to do music, but music also requires traveling, staying in hotels, going into different venues. It requires a lot of unknown environments that you're going to be exposed to. 
And so I I was like, okay, Lord, I'm pretty stubborn. So if that's what you want me to do, like, I'm going to, I'm going to go with it. I'm going to try to find something I can do. But um, all the while, when I got diagnosed, this was COVID and mm. all my gigs had gotten canceled. All my traveling had gotten canceled. So again, like there was a silver lining in all of that. So anyway, we moved to Nashville. We ended up building a tiny home to control my environment the best that I could. Like we did everything in our power, but I was still in this state of anxious mess. I was so anxious that my own house would become unsafe again. Mm -hmm. Any environment that I would walk into, I was so scared of. I was already in this state of fear. And that again is the place that God was like, hey, here I am. Like, come here, come here. And so I started really diving into his word and his scripture and reading his word. Like, that's when I dove into that more. And that's the only place that I could find this relief of the fear and the anxiety. And I could really feel safe. And I felt like the Lord was telling me through that, like, why are you trying to find safety of the things of the world? Mm. Like, you're not going to find them there. You're only going to find them in me. And he even, he even had, there was a tornado that touched down two weeks after we moved here, mm -hmm. a mile away from us. And I was like, Lord, I can't even feel safe outside. Like, I can't feel, <laughs> safe, and I can't feel safe outside. And that's like, again, he's like, why are you trying to find safety there? It's mm -hmm. in me. So he did a lot of work uh, in my heart with that. But after surrendering just everything to him, like, I'm done trying to do this on my own. I'm trying to push my own agenda he he healed my body in an incredible god way you know um and i'm now off of all my medications that i was so heavily dependent on and i'm going for runs again i'm feeling light like i didn't realize that my body was even on my good days i didn't realize that it was still feeling not good <laughs> it right. didn't feel free and now um i just feel like i'm walking in this different body and i'm like okay lord what do you want me to do with this like i i just want to tell everyone and at first i didn't feel i didn't feel like i want to tell everyone because i had fear of judgment because right. i'm like i sound like a crazy lunatic i feel like when i tell this story yeah and um he just started again just speaking through different music through people through his word and he was like shout it from the rooftops like it's time yeah. And so a month after the healing was on October 11th, and then uh, exactly a month after um, I started sharing it. And it's been an incredible journey to see how yeah. he's used that and given hope to so many people that I, I just, I didn't realize like, and, and I know he, he has so much more that, that he's going to do because he's God. <laughs> he's going to yeah. use, he's gonna use a way that I don't even know, even if I'm never aware of it, I know yeah. he's going to do something. And so it's just an honor that I get to share this part of the story because for so long, I got to share the part of the story where he, he gave me incredible peace throughout some of the biggest spikes in my symptoms hmm. when I went and sought him. And so it was so great that he got to show me that piece of him. But then I also now get to tell this piece of him, like yeah. that wasn't the end of the story that he wanted me to tell. And so I'm honored that I get to share that. Man, I, I you told me a little bit about the the process of how the healing came about, and uh, I want to give you a minute to tell that. Uh, but uh, ding, 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 
Um, I got two of them here. One of them is what I learned looking back. Uh, you know, how do I, how, what is my story teaching me today? Um, and then the other one is always with me. We're just, we're just, we're putting a whole album together, young lady. I love that. And also like what I learned looking back reminds me of like a lot of what he's taught me through his stories in the Bible too. Mm -hmm. Like the yeah. woman at the well, oh, like gosh, how yeah. she, she, because she decided not to feed into the shame of her story of being divorced and rejected and all these things, she still went and told the story that, of Jesus and she was not ashamed. And she, and because I always try, I like to think like, because of her courage, if you really want to trace it back, like she was the first person that told it. She's a reason why we learned that Jesus is the Messiah. Like she's part of that. Yeah. And so that reminds me of that, like what I learned looking back in, yeah. in the Bible stories too. No, I love it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to expect these songs to be on your next album. All done. So, <laughs> and uh, yes, in the key of C, G and D, so I can sing it with you. Okay, perfect. Um, all right. All so, <laughs> um, so I want you to tell us a little bit about, it's pretty remarkable for uh, uh, when you shared with me um, who God used to speak to you about healing and how that came about. And what I love so much is, is um, uh, you had to say yes to letting that be true before it became true. And so I, without putting any other words in your mouth, go tell us that. I love your, I always love your takes and what you take away from different things. I think your, your brain is, is so incredibly wired. God obviously did this on purpose, but I just love, I love what you take away from it's each the coffee. Day. It's the, I need to, what coffee are you drinking? Cause I, <laughs> but yes. So it all started whenever I started sitting with God and diving into his word. And I started journaling as well. Mm. And I started writing down this date just accidentally, October 11th of 2023. And at this point, this date had not happened yet. It was months away. So after I noticed this, I'm like, okay, Lord, something cool is going to happen on October 11th. Like, Okay, I'm excited, you know, and I thought for sure it was something with my music. And so I started telling Caden, I started telling my family, I'm like, watch out, October 11th, you know. And so I started praying into that, like, Lord, please align my heart. So I, if there's something you need me to do, that I'll be like open to doing it on October 11th, whatever it is. So October 11th comes around and I'm scheduled to play at the National Rescue Mission mm -hmm. for the women there. And my friend, she does the chapel message and I lead the worship. So she had just happened to, because God's what coincidence is God's way of remaining anonymous, right? Like right. happened to schedule for us to speak on God's healing and how it happens in whatever way God needs it to happen. Sometimes in an instant, sometimes over time, sometimes in ways we don't know that we need. And so I was supposed to, and I did, play a song called Worship You Wounded that I wrote and I shared part of my story and a little bit about my healing journey and what God showed me. And at the end, we always invite the women up to pray and if they have anything they need a prayer for. So this woman comes up, we pray for her. And then she says to me, I would like to pray for you and your health and your healing. And I'm like, okay, like this hasn't happened before. I, absolutely. And 
So she begins to pray and it hits me. And I'm like, it's October 11th, Lord. Like, is this what you've had all along for me? And it was like this feeling of almost like this hand just like pushing on my heart, just this, it was like a beautiful pressure, but like just this weightness, weightedness of this moment. And I just started crying in front yeah. of this woman that I had never met. And I'm like, I'm so sorry, I'm trying to pull myself together. And I went home and I was driving in the car and I was praying and I'm like, Lord, if this is what you had for me today, if this is, if this is what your plan was all along, do you need me to do something? Do you need me to like, like Cheryl said, my friend said in her message, like God or Jesus healed the blind man by putting mud on his eyes and then asked him to go bathe in the pool. And then he was healed. And so I said, Lord, do you need me to do something to complete this healing? Is there something you need me to do? And I got recalled back to a memory of a conversation that I had with my neighbor who was miraculously healed from cancer through anointing herself in oil, like an amazing God story. And so I'm like, Lord, do you want me to anoint myself in oil? Like what? And so then a picture kind of popped into my head of third person. And I was in the tub and Caden was praying over me. And I'm like, okay, so now Caden's part of this. Like, what is going on? And I, I said, Lord, I just kind of feel a little crazy right now. And so if I bring this up to Caden, can you please just either harden his heart toward this if it's not from you or just allow him to be for this? And so I came home, told Caden, he's like, let's do it. He's like, why not? He's like, this stuff's been happening. Like all this October 11th stuff, now this, like, let's do it. So we ended up, we played music and picked scripture and prayed. And it was just incredible. Like at first we were like feeling really silly and kind of like laughing a little. And then we picked the song in Jesus name by Katie Nicole. Mm, And when that song came on, it was that same feeling of like, this is bigger than I think we recognize here. Like this is, this is bigger than this, that, that we can just see. And um, whenever we were done, we're like, now what? Now what do we do? And so Caden thought, Olivia, you should stop two nasal sprays that I was on that I had just tried to get off of like a week and a half before this. And I mm-hmm. failed miserably. I got to three days. All my symptoms were back. Like it was, it was miserable. So he's like, you're going to know pretty quick if this is real, if this is a thing. Mm. But I was still going to stay on this binder that helped me process out toxins just in case, because I was like, I don't want to get too sick. And so the next day I did that. I didn't take the two nasal sprays, but I took, I was about to take the binder because I was going to go work in this building. I didn't know if it was going to be safe for me. And I had the pills in my hand and I just felt super convicted. (laughs) Like the Lord's like, do you not trust me? Do you not trust that I can do this? Mm -hmm. And I was like, honestly, I'm a little bit skeptical. Like I am a little bit, I do have doubt. I feel the doubt and, and I don't want the doubt. And so if, if I'm not supposed to have it, can you take it from me? And so I just, I just then thought, why not? I've been sick before. I know what to do to get back to where I'm at. And so I didn't take them. And that was the last time. And so that's just, everything's changed since then. And it's just been amazing. Like, I'm just mind blown. But I honestly, even after that, I was in this state of 
of like, how do I sustain the healing? How do I, like, how do I keep God's will, his will? Like, it was like, it was really interesting. I became obsessive over that. Mm. And the one day I was praying again, Lord, what do you need me to do to sustain this? I was so paranoid. And I opened up the book, the book, the Bible. (laughs) I opened it up to the end of the book of Job. And I had read that book so many times throughout the seven years of this like chronic illness stint. And I related to it a lot because I also felt that like, Lord, this doesn't make sense. But, you know, in the book of Job, God doesn't explain why it happens, but invites us to trust him and know that he has domain. He's he has a plan. And so I opened it up to the conclusion of the book of Job and I just felt like God saying, you don't need to do anything. You just need to accept it. Mm. And I'm like, okay, Lord. And then I looked and the next book of the Bible is the book of Psalms. And I'm like, all right, let's do it. I'm going to accept it. And I'm going to sing and I'm just going to be free in this. And I'm going to live in the healing that you provided. And even if, because all my what ifs that were just going in my head, even if, I know you're going to be with me and I know you have a plan and I know like there's nothing that I cannot do with you by my side. So that's where everything kind of shifted from this place of paranoia that this was going to return to this place of freedom that he really intended from the beginning of the healing. Wow. Well, I think there's somebody out there right now going, I've been praying a long time. I probably perused the book of Job. Uh, I have uh, asked God why. Um, I have uh, felt uh, interrupted. Um, by the way, that's a song. Um, <laughs> you know, I just felt interrupted. My body interrupted me. My environment interrupted me. And uh, in the process, God uh, was with you. He didn't have to interrupt you because he was there. And there's somebody out there right now going, hey, got it. I would like an interruption and God's going, yeah, but I, I, I just, I want a relationship. Yeah. I just want to sit with you. You know, I, I'm the same God when you're sick as when you're well. I love that you say, man, I had peace in my journey of health. And, you know, I, I, um, I think the theme of the book of Job is not suffering, but actually love. And uh, Satan came to God and said, Job loves you because you bribe him, uh, in essence. You know, he loves you not because you're you, but because you give him stuff. And uh, and God said, no, that's not true. So you can take all of his stuff away. You know, and well, Job loves you because his body is still strong, even if he lost his stuff. And God said, well, that's not true. So you can take his strength away. And uh, then Job writes these words, the Lord knows every step I take. And when he has tested me, I'm going to come out as gold. And even if he slays me, I will trust him. And there's something beautiful about that story of love. And, you know, I hope and pray that as people hear your story, they get that same sense. Because here's what you have not said. You've not said that you didn't feel loved by God in your pain, but that God was with you. And so thank you for, for saying that so beautifully, Olivia. Um, so now you have this decision to make. 
you're you're uh, sneaking Jesus in and he's going, uh, I'm not sneaky Jesus. I'm right up front Jesus. And you agree. You make the decision and you're going to shift from uh, probably, and I'm going to guess the world where you were probably identified and more known. Here I am. Uh, I've got a standing gig. Other people call. I can play. And, and, and the side gig was, well, I'll do some Christian music at my church or at a, and now everything has shifted. Talk about that shift a little bit. Yeah, I, so I think one of the other significant yeses that I, that we were talking about in the beginning was I originally felt like, okay, God, you don't want me to play at this gig anymore. And so I was just going to then quit. I was going to just stop, but I had one more gig scheduled and I was talking with a friend and she said, what if you don't just quit, but you use what you have more wisely? Mm. Have they ever told you that you can't do a Christian set, a full Christian set? And I said, well, technically no. And so I ended up messaging the the woman who books there. And I knew that she was a woman of faith. We've had conversations about God. And, and I said, Hey, I just want to let you know, like I am feeling called to this. And I ended up playing a full Christian set that night. And it was the most freeing and also solidifying thing that I knew that this is what God wanted. Mm. And it was terrifying at the same time. It was all the things. Cause then I found out that that particular venue, they said that they don't want people playing Christian music in their bar. Cause they don't want people to have come to Jesus moments because mm. that doesn't help their alcohol sales. Right. So to me, that just, again, solidified everything, but that was one of the yes moments that I realized that literally through God's strength, we can do anything and have the courage to do anything. Because when I look back, like making waves isn't something that comes naturally to me. Like, I'm like, oh, yeah, I can go in and just be like, boom, 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 like shots fired. And then leave. like, I don't want, like, I want people to like me. I don't want to be someone that when they see, they're like, oh, no. But God's teaching me that we need to be bold in our faith. And just because, you know, we can't please the world and please God. There's not, there's no way that we can do both. And so unfortunately, sometimes we are going to make waves, but if we're mm -hmm. making waves in because of our faith, because of Jesus and what he's calling us to do, then we're in the right place. Then we're making waves in the right way. <laughs> so right. that was another yes that he really taught me a lot about. And so it's really interesting. Another way that, that God's been kind of speaking and another way that I feel crazy when I say but he's been really like entering into my dream life. And this has been something that has been very new within the last year. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's different. I've never experienced this before. And I, I realize I'm in the middle of this shift because right now I've left all familiarity. That's how you say that word, everything familiar. And then I'm in this place of, okay, Lord, I'm here. And I feel like this year he's been speaking a lot of this is your training year. Mm. Like I need, need you to learn. I need you to work on your relationship with me before I'm going to send you out into the front lines. Mm. And so I'm feeling that a lot in this year. 
but it's scary because I'm not like, I used to have gigs booked out for the whole year, if not year and a half playing three to four times a week. And now I have like one gig on my schedule, but mm. he's been so kind. We're in my dream. He literally showed these guitar, this guitar pick disappear. And then behind this book, I started pulling out a bunch of guitar picks and like, it was just like, I, they weren't ending. And so I realized like, okay, Lord, thank you for showing me that right now I'm setting it down and it feels like it's going away. It feels like it's disappearing, but like you have a plan yeah. and you're going to use this and I'm just going to trust you. So I'm really in this place of that in between this, yeah. this kind of shuffle, but I have had so much more unknown in this place than I probably have ever had, but also I felt more peace and more on purpose in this place than I ever have. Yeah. And I realized all of the self and um, security that I build up around me by booking gigs a year and a half in advance and all the things of doing, he's really showing me, you know, I don't need you to do. Sometimes I yeah. just need you to be. And it reminds me of the story of Mary and Martha, mm -hmm. where like Mary's sitting at the feet of Jesus when he's teaching and Martha's like running around doting on her guests and Martha gets mad at Mary and is like, Jesus, can you tell her, like, help me? And he's like, no. He's like, she's doing the one thing that she needs to be doing. Yeah. And, and to me, that really shows, like, sometimes, you know how you said about the interruptions, you mm -hmm. know, I felt like, I felt like I was interrupted. My, my early 20s, this prime of my life, I was interrupted. I was sleeping and I was like, mm -hmm. I was, I was taken back from this place of doing, doing, doing to this place of sitting because I didn't have energy, but that's exactly where God wanted me to be because that's where he could speak to me. Mm -hmm. And he's like, sometimes that's what I think I didn't realize is that we have to be with God. We don't always have to do for God. I think we get so, so caught up in doing that we forget the being. Yeah. Well, it's, it's becoming, mm. you're becoming someone. Uh, it's that transformation process. I think Olivia. That um, by the way, here's another one. Hands already full. Uh, hands already full. Um, that uh, we miss some things that God wants to give us because our hands are already full of uh, you know guitar picks. And uh, we move the book, and there all of a sudden, God's going. I don't need your guitar pick. You know, uh, Moses. What's that in your hand? Well, it's my staff. This is my big. This is the tool I use to to do all the shepherding. Throw it on the ground. Yeah, uh, I don't really. I don't need you to have that. Uh, watch, you know. And and so God is. Sometimes I think God's just showing off. Yes. You know. I love that. Yeah. And, and I hear your story, and I think sometimes God's just showing off, and He does that, not because He's a show off, but because it's how He woos us to fall in love with Him. You know. It's how he says, "Hey, listen, um, I'm really good. You can trust me. You know, you can you can lean into me." Um, uh, we've been reading Hebrews, and there's that there's that part of chapter uh, three that says that Jesus is in charge of everything, and everything is, is subjected. But for right now, it doesn't look like it. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's that peace, and I think some days it doesn't look like it, but it doesn't change. It's true. And yeah. so I just love, I love hearing your story. Um, 
So Olivia, if, uh, if, um, uh, as God has taken you through and you have one gig lined up, but there's probably somebody out there going, we need somebody. Uh, how would they get in touch with you? They can go to, I'm on well, all social media sites, basically at Olivia Farabaugh. Uh, Olivia Spell Farabaugh that. Official. So my last name is F as in Frank, A-R-A-B as in boy, A-U-G-H. A lot of A's. When in doubt, just throw an A in there and there you'll you be solid. <laughs> Olivia. Olivia. Farabaugh. And then also my website at uh, it's www.oliviafarabaugh.com. And there's booking on there. There's all my music about me, some videos and all the fun stuff on there too. And, and I want to say this, we had a few more questions, but I want to say this uh, kind of like uh, interrupt our, our conversation. Um, I have gotten a chance to uh, see your music uh, through video to hear you play and um, what I want to say about your music and as a person who's done a little bit of music a long, long time ago when the earth was cooling, um, I just want to say this, that when you sing, I believe you. Uh, when you sing that God is good, I believe that you are telling me the truth. And to me, that is what that is what the world needs is they need people that that they believe them when they talk about God. Uh, Cause there's some people out there that you, know, you said you're going, you, you know, you, you might be like that crazy lady or something. Um, but the truth is, is that uh, um, there's an authenticity that, that permeates from you um, and keep that. And that, that always comes from humility and it always comes from staying in the word. And so that's, that's true of you. And so if you're out there listening right now and you go, well, I, I really like the way that uh, this story is going. Can I encourage you go to the website and the address is one more time, quick. www.oliviafarabaugh.com. Sweet. And uh, download some music. Um, now you, you have an album that's come out, right? Is that accurate or? Yes, yes, you're right. So that is the one that actually was one of the pivotal moments where I realized I can't be doing and pleasing the world and pleasing God. But so on that album, there is a mix of both some secular songs and then also some of my Christian songs. Well, I am going to suggest that people find out where that is. Can they order that from your website? Yeah, that's on yeah. my website. And then also it's on Spotify and all the streaming services. It's called Transparent. So some of the songs on the album were written about my own life experiences. And then some of them were also um, the life experiences that people shared with me through social media. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to have an album that showed the full transparent human experience. And so it just kind of takes you through, it's a little bit of an emotional roller coaster, but yeah. it's a good one. If you're ready for it, it's a good one. Good, good. And then um, if I, I hope I'm not, uh, letting the cat out of the bag. And if I am, mark this down right here because uh, we might have to edit it out. But uh, you have something you've been writing um, that uh, is uh, kind of cool and I've not read it yet, but I will. Um, I'll be your first customer to buy it. Um, but can you tell us a little bit about that unless you want to keep it a secret? 
Thank you. No, I would love, I would absolutely love to get the cat out of the bag. So I have been writing a devotional called Healing with Him for people with chronic illness or physical limitations, whatever that may be. And it all started, I I so appreciate you, Leonard, because you have helped me in figuring out what this world is like. Because I told you, I feel like it's a David and Goliath situation where I was the worst speller and the worst awful language arts. That was my worst class. But God has been calling me to share what he's been teaching me through my seven years of chronic illness. And so I have, it's a mix of devotionals, exercises, and tools, because I don't want it to just be, oh, you read it and then forget it. I want it to be something that you're immersed in throughout the day that you're thinking about that's helping you change Mm -hmm. your thought process and what it looks like to be in chronic illness and have a relationship with God. Because those two things I think are quite confusing when, when they're happening. (laughs) And so, yes, I'm absolutely honored. So it's 34 days of different devotionals, tools, and exercises. That is so great. I can't wait uh, for it to come out. We don't have a release date yet, but when it comes out, you will be sitting right there and we'll be bragging on it and talking about it. If that's all right with you. I would love that. I would absolutely love it. Uh, Cause I just think people need to be encouraged in every way possible. Um, so with those things out and coming out, um, uh, I want to ask you this. Uh, you have referred to God speaking to you in multiple ways. Uh, there was a boogie board with a dragon. There was a billboard. Uh, there is, uh, um, by the way, that's a biblical thought. Just uh, in the revelation, it says, and there'll be no more sea. And the reason is because uh, the people who were reading that, the sea was the unknown. And somewhere in the sea, there could be a beast, a Leviathan, something. And so when God says there will be no more sea, what he's really saying is there will be no more unknown dangers. When we're in heaven with him, it's all going to be plain and simple because Jesus is going to make it that way. Um, And so there'll be no more C, which by the way, is a good title for a song, just in case. And uh, you know, just, I I didn't write that one down, but I I will. will. Um, But anyhow, um, can you tell uh, the people listening right now? uh, Sometimes God's voice is quiet. Sometimes it's hard to hear. Uh, my body has betrayed me. It's hard to hear God because my body is shouting and God seems to be whispering or not talking at all. Um, the world around me is noisy. Uh, my career is different than I thought. Um, I was supposed to be active and running and healthy and I need a nap. Um, you have given us great descriptions of 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 what you thought and what was and in the midst of all of that, uh, tell us how God, how does he speak to you? And then I'm going to ask you a secondary question. What does he sound like? I love that. So I think the biggest thing for me, whenever I first started on this journey of recognizing that he's still actively speaking, was whenever I started really clearing out the clutter. 
Mm. And so I started doing this two minute exercise where I would set a timer for two minutes and I would just sit and watch my thoughts. Like as Mm. if I was watching the clouds go by, just watching them, seeing where, what they are, not attaching to one if I can. And then once that two minutes was up, I would set another timer for two minutes and write down as much as I could remember. And so once I had it written down, I could really see where my mind was. I could see where the ruminating thoughts were, really where the attacks of the enemy were coming in and mm-hmm. trying to make me question God's character. Like I could really see what <laughs> what was happening in my brain on paper. And that opened my eyes a lot to where I spent my time, literally two minutes of my time, just in that two minutes, what I was focusing on. And so from there, I found the big topics that were that were there in in those thoughts and i found scripture to replace them Mm. and so once i started doing that and really being mindful of where my mind was and being actively actively replacing it with truth that's whenever i was able to start clearing out that stuff okay this is not serving me this is not from god And like, just like the fruits of the spirit, if it's not reflecting that, like that's not from God. And I have on my mirror, literally two Timothy one, seven for the spirit of God that God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and Mm self-discipline. Like that's the spirit God gave us, not this one that we feel fearful of everything that could happen to our bodies. And so I think once I started clearing out the clutter, that's when I was able to really have honest, first of all, honest conversations with God. Because I wasn't just like, here, this is what I'm thinking. And then I'm like, okay, God, I I wanted to to bring that into our conversation. And so I wanted to be honest and say, hey, this is what I'm thinking. You already know. I know you know. But there's a line in the song, um, Everlasting Arms, that I wrote whenever he was showing me safeties found in his arms. It's like um, he knows the whispers of our soul. But he wants us to hear us let him take control. He Mm -hmm. He wants us to be in communication. He wants to be able to say at the end, when he does the thing that we're going to be able to see, this is God. Like this wasn't just from our own like thoughts and our own, our own being. So whenever we really take time to talk with him and be honest, then that really opens up that channel of Hmm. communication and sensitivity to the spirit and knowing um, what he's saying in different ways. That is so good. So turn your attention to the second question. What does he sound like? Um, I think we, you know, we, we, we hear, we, people say, God spoke to me and I always want to go, but what was his voice like? I mean, uh, was it, was it loud? Was it, you know, Moses take off your shoes, you know, did it have an accent, Uh, you know, um, was it Southern? Uh, was it from Northern? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but in your spirit, uh, I think God speaks to us in the sound that we actually need. You know, I don't, I don't need an angry father. I need a tender father. Um, so what did it sound like as God was speaking to you? I love that question. And I honestly, I love asking other people that question too, because I've never heard God audibly like as if someone was speak like you and I are speaking right now but it's it's so interesting 
it's different each time. So sometimes it's like I'm reading scripture and it pops off the page and I'm like, that was for me. Like yeah. when I opened up to the conclusion of the book of Job, I literally just took my Bible and opened it. it was like, Lord, I need something from you. And that's where I opened up and I knew that was him. And a lot of times for me, it's like this feeling, not in my thought that I'm having in my head, but it's like a feeling in my gut. And it's usually something that I would never say myself. Like, especially the times whenever it's things that I don't feel like drawn to do, but I know God's calling me to do. Or, and so it's more to me like this, this thought, but it comes from my gut. And sometimes it's really like quick and it comes out of nowhere. And it, then I'm like, it's like almost like downloading information on a computer. Yeah. Like, it's just yeah. like that. Um, but then other times it's soft and consistent. And those are the times that I have a hard time, que I question, I'm like, okay, Lord, is this from you? Yeah. But when it's so consistent and it's, I'm always asking God and talking with him and it's coming up in prayer and it's all these things, then it's like, okay, Lord, like you keep bringing this up in my brain. And so I'm going to take the next step. And if this is what you want, you're going to meet me. You're going to, you're going to just guide from there. So I think that a lot of times we have trouble and I have trouble because we think that we need to know what it looks like at the end, whenever we get just the next step and we're like, well, I don't know what I'm doing. You're not supposed to know what you're doing. That's, that's what faith is. That's what trusting God is. I love this visual of like, it says what it's like trusting God. And it's this cartoon reaching for the next spoke of a ladder. Yeah. And it's not there yet until the moment it reaches the right. hand for it then it's there like that's what faith is yeah yeah that's so great i i love every part of that i'm gonna ask you one last question and uh, this is your chance to to woot woot for some people uh that's how old people shout out woot woot. um <laughs> but i want you to i want i want to ask you this question um uh, since none of us get here by ourselves we always stand on the shoulders of somebody. There's a teacher, there's a mentor, there's a, a parent, a husband, a friend, a grandparent, a pastor, a leader. Um, Olivia, here you are, you're, you're in this training year. God is speaking to you. He's leading you uh, beautifully. He is saying, uh, I gave you gifts and you've given them back to me. And uh, he is so, he's so proud of that. Um, but you stand on other people's shoulders. So would you just shout out to some folks that you'd say this, these are the shoulders I'm standing on. Yeah, there's a few people that I definitely would love to. The first is my guitar teacher who I almost quit guitar when I was in middle school because I was overwhelmed with basketball and trying to keep up with my schoolwork. <laughs> and I, a basketball practice ended up getting scheduled over the time that my guitar lesson was. And I called him on the phone crying and I was like, I have to quit. I don't have time. Like I can't do it. And he didn't let me quit. <laughs> he's like, Good. No, he's like, no, you're not quitting. And so he literally would finish his lessons for the day, go in, eat dinner with his wife and then come back out and give me a lesson at eight 30 at night on a Wednesday. Mm. Like It was it was incredible. And he actually has passed. He passed away my senior year. And 
I often think about that. Like if he did not go out of his way to pour into me in, in what I was loving doing, if he didn't go out of his way, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now. Mm -hmm. Like I think of that often. Um, and then I also have to give a shout out to my parents because they planted the seed of faith in me when I was young mm -hmm. and prayed with me all growing up and took me to church and did just the incredible things of parents. Um, Way to go, mom and dad. They're, they're amazing. And my husband, because we have been just growing in faith together. It's yeah. been such a fun journey of learning about God and all the things um, with him in, in doing it together. Now, I, I don't know him very well, but there's two things that make me th that I think about when I see him. Uh, one of them is, is uh, uh, I just, the word steady comes to mind that this is a guy who is who he is. He's just steady. And then the other is, um, I think he probably has a, a good sense of humor that he can laugh. Those two things stand out. And so, uh, Caden, I want to put them both to the test. Uh, when we get a chance. Um, but uh, I love you guys. I am praying for you. It's been such a joy to get to know you better. And I am really thrilled to see where God's going to take this uh, as you walk with him and as you journey. Um, in faith, uh, we've got a, we've got a couple things I want to reiterate. First of all, where, if I wanted to, to look at your website, what was that address again? www.oliviafairbaugh.com. Nice. And then uh, coming out soon, uh, hopefully sooner than later, is a, a devotional. And what is that going to be? It's going to be called Healing with Him. Man, this is so great. It just feels like uh, uh, you are standing on the edge of a, uh, of a of a cliff and the wind is coming up straight at you. Uh, and, and it's just blowing your hair back and you're ready to go. And, uh, and, and it won't be long before God says, Hey, could you, uh, just jump off of that? Cause I've got a flight for you. Uh, and so, uh, and we've named several songs. Um, uh, we, uh, uh, you know, and I, and I just think, um, uh, you know, you, you just, I'm really grateful for you. Uh, thanks for being here and thanks for, you know, taking time out of, uh, your day to, to just have a conversation. There's people out there who need to hear that. If you were going to say any more, any one thing you want to say to anybody out there, uh, this is your chance before I, uh, I send us on our way. The only thing that I had that popped in my head during our conversation that I didn't say was I heard a saying, I don't know who said it, or if this just got made up in my head, but just like blood moves through our veins and we can't feel it. It's just kind of like the times whenever we feel like God's moving and we don't see it or we don't feel it. Yeah. It's always moving. It's moving. Always moving. And he's always moving. So yeah. just as an encouragement. Ding, ding, ding. Another time. song. <laughs> yeah. Always moving. And I, I got my toes tapping to that title. So yes. Uh, I think that's wonderful. Olivia, thank you again. I am so uh, proud of you for whatever that's worth and so grateful for you to have joined us today. Folks, thanks for listening. Uh, make sure you you follow us if you if you want to. And uh, we'd love that. And uh, hey, God bless. Thank you so much for having me. This was amazing. Absolutely.